Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the December 9th, 2021 meeting of the Upper Marion Township Board of Supervisors. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll begin with roll call starting on my far right. Greg Phillips. Greg Wax. Bill Genoway. Carol Kenny. Tina Garzillo. Tony Hamaday, Township Manager. John Walco, Solicitor's Office. Leanna Glubriel, Township Engineer. The first item on the agenda this evening is the review of the October 14, 2021 business meeting minutes. What's the pleasure of the board regarding these minutes? Make a motion to approve the minutes. I'll second that. We have a motion by Supervisor Garzillo, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to approve the October 14, 2021 business meeting minutes. Are there any questions or comments from members of the board? Questions or comments from the public? Seeing and hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? They pass five to zero. Next item on the agenda are Chairman's comments, and I have two this evening. We held a zoning workshop prior to this meeting this evening, and following this meeting, we will be going into executive session to discuss personnel matters. That takes us to item six, which is new business, and the first item are police promotions. Chief Nolan, the floor is yours. Thank you. Good evening, members of the board, Mr. Hamaday, and our citizens. Earlier this year, the Upmering Township Police Department uh, conducted a promotional testing process in order to fill anticipated openings due to pending retirements. Last month, Sergeant Pat Krause retired when he was elected to be Magisterial District, District Judge here in Upper Marion Township. This created the need for additional promotions. Tonight, we'll be conducting the formal swearing-in ceremony for these promotions. At this time, I will call Officer Joseph Davies forward to be promoted to the rank of Corporal. Joe was hired as an Upmarion Township police officer in September of 2008. In addition to his nine years on patrol, he has been a member of the community policing unit for four years. Joe is a member of the Montgomery County SWAT Central Region team. He is also an IPIMBA certified bike officer. Joe has earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from St. Joseph's University. Next, I'll call Officer Christopher Dolga forward to be promoted to the rank of corporal. Chris was hired as an Upper Marion Township police officer in April of 2006. In addition to his 12 years on patrol, he's been a member of our community policing unit for four years. Chris is currently a member of the UMPD Use of Force and Defensive Tactics Instruction Team. He's also a certified bike operator. Chris has earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Penn State University. And finally, I'll call Corporal Aaron Barkmeyer forward to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant. Aaron was hired as an Upmarion Township Police Officer in August of 2008. He was promoted to Corporal in June of 2018. Aaron has served as a field training officer, training our new officers as they join the department. He is currently a member of our UMPD Use of Force and Defensive Tactics Instruction Team, and Aaron has earned a bachelor's degree in Sociology from Temple University. And I'll call District Judge Patrick Krauss forward to administer the oath to, uh, he'll be administering the oath to the, to the uh, sergeant that's replacing him because he retired. Officers, <laughs> <laughs> will you please raise your right hand and repeat after me. 
Aye. State your name. Uh, Aye. Christopher Goldmark. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Together with the laws and ordinances. Together with the laws and ordinances. Of Upper Marion Township. Of Upper Marion Township. And I will discharge the duties of my position with fidelity. And I will discharge the duties of my position with fidelity. And without considerations to a person's race. And without considerations to a person's race. Color, sex, religious creed. Color, sex, religious creed. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. Age. Age. National origin. National origin. Ancestry, handicap, or disability. Ancestry, handicap, or disability. Congratulations, Sergeant Mark Meyer. Congratulations, Corporal Dahlberg. Congratulations, Corporal Davies. Good luck. Thank you. At this time, a member of their families will come forward to pin on their new badges. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Congratulations to uh, those newly promoted individuals and to Judge Krause. Good to see you here tonight. Okay, that takes us to the consent agenda. Before we get into the consent agenda, May I have a motion to remove item 10 from the consent agenda and vote on it separately? I'll make that motion, Mr. Chair. And I'll second that motion to remove it. So we have a motion by Supervisor Phillips, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to remove item 10 from the consent agenda and move it uh, to the regular agenda. Are there any questions on that? Questions from the public? 
All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, we'll move that over. So the consent agenda this evening, a little bit long. Item number one, the resignation of Sharon Davis from the Community Center Complex Advisory Board. Number two, the resignation of Jenny Ryan Jiswhite from the Shade Tree and Beautification Commission. Item three, resolution 2021-32, establishing the fixed dollar amount to be excluded from taxation for each homestead property for the year of 2022. This is the maximum permitted by law, and it is the same as in 2021. Item number four, budget transfer to account 18-423-07671, sewer lines and laterals in the amount of $21,000 for unexpected repairs caused by weather-related damage. Uh, item number five, budget transfer to account 01408 3130 Engineering and Architectural Services from account 01408-3131 in the amount of 14,000 and account 01408-1300 in the amount of 21,000 for bridge repairs and st stream bank restoration. Item number six, budget transfer to account 01436-4545 Office Services and Maintenance from account 01436-3730 in the amount of $2,000 for the replacement of carbon monoxide detectors in the police garage. Item number seven, resolution 2021-36, authorization to sign the PennDOT intergovernmental agreement for the Route 422 closed circuit television equipment installation, equipment on the township's traffic signal at Valley Creek Road and Valley Forge Road as part of the state's 422 improvement project. Item number eight is a financial escrow security release number three on Horizon Drive Group LP, 3700 Horizon Drive. This is in the amount of $218,317.50 for the completion of required site improvements to date as part of the building expansion project as recommended by the township engineer. Item number 10 was removed. Item number 11, the land development plan review extension for Schoolkill Golf Associates, 201 Golf Road. This is a letter of extension for their proposed land development plan for that site until January 31st, 2022. Item number 12 is a land development plan review extension for Wilson Subdivision, 446 South Golf Road. And this extension letter is from Joseph Estock, PE, the applicant's engineer, for the review of the proposed subdivision development for that, uh, for that parcel. Mr. Hamaday, the extension time period is not listed on this. That one is a blanket extension, Mr. Jetaway. Thank you. That's a blanket extension on that. Item 13 is a contract award 2022 to 2024 for the residential Rambler shuttle service to award the contract for that period to Transnet, current provider, correct, Mr. Hamaday? for the weekly Monday through Saturday shuttle service with the 14 passenger compressed natural gas vehicles for the following annual prices as outlined in the said bid. These were slightly modified to reflect exactly what the pen bid, which was the selected bid, which was low bid to meet the contract. Uh, and that is for 2022, 125,384.92. For 2023, 127,886.98. And for 2024, 
109.888 and two cents. That completes the consent agenda for this evening. Uh, pleasure of the board. Uh, motion to approve. I have a motion from Mr. Wax. I'll second. Seconded from Ms. Garzillo to adopt the consent agenda. Are there any questions from members of the board? Any questions from the public? Seeing and hearing none, all in favor of the consent agenda say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes four to zero, oh, excuse me, five to zero. Item number 10 now. That is the Crow Creek Trail Project contract payment number 13 in the amount of $35,977.50 to Kenny Excavating for work done to date on the Crow Creek Trail Project. What's the pleasure of the board on this one? Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion to approve the uh, item number 10. Okay. And I'll second that. Okay, so we have a motion from Mr. Payment. Phillips, seconded from Mrs. Kenny to uh, adopt item number 10. Are there any questions or comments from members of the board? Mr. Wax. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I will be voting no for this uh, on this matter for the same reasons I voted no on this matter in November. Okay, thank you. Any other questions or comments? I'm in agreement with Supervisor Wax. Um, there's not that much left on this contract, and uh, doing an additional payment when there's not a big balance left, I think it'd be prudent for us not to approve this. Okay, thank you. Anything else? Uh, if I could ask a question of Mr. Hamaday, uh, do you have an idea or an estimate of when the work will be completed? Right, I don't. Right now we're waiting on the final approvals for uh, the architectural designs of the two uh, pedestrian bridges uh, uh, near Walker Field. Uh, so that's what we're waiting on. Once the uh, consultant and the architect seal the plans, then Mr. Kenny can then uh, begin construction. Those, they are, those bridges are uh, on-site built, so they're not prefabricated. They'll be built on-site. That's what we're waiting on. So we're trying to light a fire under both uh, the architect and Gilmore Associates to, to get approvals uh, of those plans. Uh, it's taking quite a while. I know Mr. Kenny does want to do it um, uh, and wants to get approval uh, to, to move forward. Uh, I just don't have an ETA. So hopefully within the next 30 days it'll be completed. So Mr. where is the holdup? Is it in the design? It's, a, it's the actual or? getting the design approved. Yeah, the, the process, Mr. Kenny will provide a uh, a drawing uh, with his materials he's going to use, that's the issue, is uh, they are going back and forth with, with him on actual components of the design, since they are going to be on-site built or design built. Have the other people involved in this uh, been paid, or do they still have monies outstanding still, that money, we owe yes, them? There's still monies to be paid out, yeah. Uh, the, the process, we're probably 90% uh, uh, built, um, we're probably only still in the 70% uh, paid uh, to Mr. Mr. Kenny. Yeah. So having said that, Mr. Hammonday, how much money is still left in the contract after this bill gets paid? Uh, if you and bear with is me, that Mr. enough to cover these two bridges? Oh, absolutely. We still have, um, uh, we're, we have about $201,804.84 remaining uh, after, if this payment is approved, uh, and that would be enough to cover. To Kenny Contracting? Or to Kenny. To Kenny only. Just to him yes. only. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, and it's not a it's not a uh, problem of supply. No, no, it's okay. not. Mr. Hamaday, will this also be a change order? This is this is different from the original um, approved plan, correct? Wasn't it supposed to be a prefabricated? No, those bridge? two bridges, those two those timber bridges, were supposed to be design build. Yes. They were design build. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And okay. So no change orders. But there will be no change orders and no extra costs uh, either for the through Gilmore or the architect or engineer for review. Yeah. Um, then why at this stage are we working at design if this was original? <laughs> and that's that's the issue. He the process Kenny was doing the design. The design needs to be approved by us. So that's where the, the holdup is on our end approving those designs. Yeah, it's not Mr. Kenny, although you know. It could be if his design is, is, is not what they want. Okay. And I haven't seen the final review of the, the latest design he has submitted. But we would have enough, and because they're two small bridges. Okay. Okay, we're good. All right, then, so, I, then I'm inclined to vote yes on this. Um, I may not be so inclined next time if yeah. we still hear that it's still pending. And I think that I will make that uh, known that uh, to Gilmore that the board is not interested in moving forward with any additional uh, releases payments. or payment contract yeah. payments until we can get this issue resolved. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in that case, no other comments from the board? Anything from the public? All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? No. No. Okay. So it passes three to two to pay that $35,977. Um, next item, um, I would ask that we have a request to add an item to the agenda with regard to health insurance coverage. Mr. Phillips? Yes, Mr. Chair, I'd like to uh, add an item to the agenda, which is to approve the request of Mr. Wax to be added to the health insurance coverage for the township. Okay. And I will second that motion. Motion by Mr. Phillips, seconded by Mrs. Kenny. Um, this is regarded from a letter uh, which meets the current requirements of both the state requirements as well as the township code that allows for uh, members of the board to participate in the health insurance program. Um, so we have a motion from Mr. Phillips, second from Mrs. Kenny to allow Mr. Wax uh, entree into the program. Are there any questions from members of the board? Anything? Mr. Chair, this would just be for the, to have it added to the agenda. Yeah, this, is just to, this is just separate. to add. Separate. Yeah, this is just to add that right now to right. the agenda. Right. Yes, we have to vote on that first, and then we vote on the actual letter, yes. That's correct. Yes. So yeah. all in favor, say aye. 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 And Mr. Wex is going to abstain. So it's four to zero to one. So now that we've added it to the agenda, Mr. Chair, I'm, I uh, move to approve Mr. Wax's re letter request to be added to the health insurance, Township's health insurance plan. And okay. I'll second that. And again, Mr. Phillips is making the motion. Uh, Mrs. Kenny seconding the motion to uh, accept the letter from Mr. Wax and have him enrolled into the health care program. Any questions from members of the board, from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Abstain. <laughs> Four zero one. Okay. It takes us to item C, resolution 2021-37, approval of the 2022 firefighter stipend program in the amount of 325000 and authorization to include in the 2022 township general operating fund. 
the pleasure of the board on this. I'll make a motion to approve. Motion from Mr. Wax. I'll second. Seconded from Mrs. Garzillo. Are there any questions from members of the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Abstain? Aye. So it's 401. And I have to abstain on that as I am involved in that particular program. Item D, Resolution 2021-40, PA Act 537, Sewage Facility Planning Module 2901, uh, Renaissance Boulevard. This is a 300-unit apartment complex, and this is authorization for the proper township officials to submit to the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection a sewage facilities planning module for the subject property as a proposed revision to the township's official sewage facilities plan. Mr. Hamaday, I'm going to ask you to elaborate because this is the first one of these we have seen. Yes. And yes. I understand it's a matter of process now, yes. but you need to educate everybody. Yes. Again, this is uh, the uh, proposed sewage facilities plan for the 300-unit uh, apartment complex at 2901 Renaissance that was approved by the board several years ago. As part of the planning process, they will be adding 300 units to the township's uh, public sewer system. That will require DEP to require an amendment to our official sewage, sewage plans to add those uh, units. Um, and by way of doing that, we have to make application through the planning module process to the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. This resolution authorizes uh, you to allow me to submit those, those modules to DEP for review and ultimately either approval or denial. Also part of the process, the Planning Commission also has to see those and make a recommendation to move those forward. Uh, the planning modules have been reviewed by our sewer authority uh, engineer. Uh, at this point, as last night it was pointed out, there's some narrative that needs to be changed in the, uh, the planning modules as a result of what we think is just cut and paste was wrong. So um, they just had a, a different description of a, a creek that doesn't exist near the facility. Uh, but at this point, they're all uh, uh, all okay to uh, submit to DEP. Thank you, Mr. Hamaday. Any questions from um, members of the board? Yes. Yes. Um, Mr. Hamaday, hey. this will be going into the Matsunk sewer yes. treatment plant? Yes. Okay, and we have plenty of capacity? The capacity is fine. At we are only at about 50%, I believe, at yeah. each of our sewer plants. Yeah. So, so we capacity is definitely that. not yeah. an issue. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so we need a motion to move this forward. I also moved. Second? I'll second. Motion by Vice Chair Kenny, seconded by Supervisor Wax to adopt Resolution 2021-40. Any other comments from members of the board? Anything from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5-0. Item E, permission to advertise a conditional use hearing for Malvern Anderson Road LP and this is in regard to what others may know as the Gambone development at the old swim club at Anderson and Riddell Road. All this asks for is permission to conduct a conditional use, advertise a conditional use hearing to be conducted, and that would be happening at the February 10th, 2022 regular business meeting. And this is pursuant to Chapter 165, Article 14, of the Township Code to permit the development um, of this as a cluster development. So with that being said, um, I have a motion to move this forward. 
I'll make a motion to move this forward. Is there a second? I'll second. Motion by Vice Chair Kenny, seconded by Supervisor Garzillo to grant permission to advertise a conditional use hearing for the Malvern Anderson Road LP uh, February 10th, 2022 business meeting. Any questions or comments from members of the board? Anything from the public? Seeing and hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes five to zero. Takes us to the hearing and adoption of the 2022 budget. Mr. Walker, are you going to open a hearing on this? Yes, at this time we will open up this hearing for the adoption of the 2022 budget. Uh, before the board is resolution 2021-34, the adoption of the Township Operating Fund and the adoption of the sewer revenue budget. The budget has been properly advertised and has been properly available for public inspection pursuant to the second class township code. And as such, the budget is now, and the resolution is uh, in a position for this board to be voted upon. So nothing from the board, anything from the public on this? Mr. Walker, I think you can close the hearing. At this time, we will close the hearing, being that there is no public comment, no, no questions, and we will adjourn back into the public meeting. Thank you. So that places both items, F1 and F2, um, at, at the discretion of the board. Is there a motion to adopt? Mr. Chair, I'll um, make a motion to adopt and approve resolution 2021-34 and to adopt uh, the sewer revenue fund budget as well. And I will second. So motion by Supervisor Phillips, second by Supervisor Wax to um, accept the resolution, adopt the, uh, the budgets accordingly. Um, these were explained in relative detail at last month's meeting by Mr. Hamaday. They have been available, as Mr. Wolko said, uh, at uh, the discretion of the public to view. And with all that being said, are there any other comments or questions from members of the board? Anything from the public? In that case, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5-0. Counts payable and payable. What's the pleasure of the board? Motion to pay the bills. I'll second. Motion by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny to pay accounts payroll, excuse me, accounts payables and payroll. Are there any questions or comments on this? Anything from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes five to zero. Additional business. Mr. Phillips? Just one item. Happy holidays to everybody. Make sure it's a safe and um, very healthy holiday. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing you on January 3rd when we reorganize here on the board. Okay, Mr. Wax. Uh, thank you, Mr. Genway. Uh, first, I want to second what Mr. Phillips just said. Happy holidays to our, our residents and everybody else uh, in our community who either lives here, or works here, or comes through our community. 
Uh, secondly, I do want to touch on something that uh, came up in the consent agenda, and I apologize for not bringing it up at that time, and that was number nine, the author authorization to purchase uh, a parcel of real estate on Summit Street. I think that this purchase of this parcel is going to be very, very good for that portion of uh, Swedesburg. Uh, it will provide what? Swedland. Swedland. I apologize. Swedland. Um, besides the fact that I would love to see uh, our park and rec department look at maybe some type of pocket park in that area, which I think would be really nice. Uh, obviously, I think that uh, anytime you can uh, purchase or preserve a, a piece of open space that you have the legal ability to do so, then I think that we should at least try. And uh, this was one of those occasions where we could do so. And I think you're going to see uh, a few more purchases of uh, open space come 2022. I certainly hope so, and I certainly expect that we will. It's something that we've been planning for quite some time, and it's something we'd like to follow through with. Uh, lastly, I want to mention that we are now officially in the Board of Community Assistance's annual open period. The Board of Community Assistance is our, our local town is our township committee, which uh, works with Valley Forge Casino Resort to provide grants to organizations which provide services to residents of the community and scholarships to graduating high school seniors who are exploring their education after high school graduation. Now, there are several months before the BCA's annual open period closes, and I will, as I have in past years, make this announcement pretty much every month until that point in time. I also strongly suspect that the chair of the BCA will come in here and make a presentation, and there will be a lot of other information that will go out in the community about the BCA over the next few months. Uh, I also expect that if you are a graduating high school senior, the guidance counselor at your high school, specific, especially Upper Marion Area High School, will have information about this program. Please note that while you do have to be a resident of Upper Marion Township to receive a scholarship, you do not necessarily have to attend Upper Marion Area High School. In fact, there have been residents uh, who, of this community who have attended private high schools and have received scholarships. Um, like I said, there will be much more information about this in the coming months. And uh, any questions, please feel free to reach out to the BCA. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Mrs. Kenny. Thank you. I'm just getting my list together. Uh, we do have some openings for uh, citizen boards. As you heard a little bit earlier, we had resignations of people from the Community Center Com Complex Advisory Board and from the Shade Tree and Beautification Commission. As always, I thank all of the people who currently and in the past have been on our community boards and our authorities. Uh, they put a lot of time into these volunteer uh, positions and we really appreciate their participation. Uh, with that said, I would like to mention then that those two specific boards have openings. If you're interested in being on the Community Center Complex Advisory Board or the Shade Tree and Beautification Commission, please put your application in through the township. There also is an, an opening uh, on the Environmental Advisory Council, the EAC, and also on the Upper Marion Township Sewer and Stormwater Authority. So I would ask my uh, colleagues if there are any others that I missed, but I know they are the four that we have openings for at the moment. So I would recommend anyone who might be interested in becoming um, 
active in the life of the, more active in the life of the community to please send in your application. There will be a, an informal interview process and we would welcome you to our, our community of citizens who help us make decisions and uh, improve our township. Uh, the second thing I have is um, I was asked to announce that in Swedesburg there, oops, let me just find it, um, Santa is coming to Swedesburg Firehouse on Sunday, December 12th, that's this Sunday, from 8 a.m. to noon, and uh, it will be breakfast with Santa. Uh, it's a really great, fun, enjoyable event. So I've been there with some of my grandkids and highly recommend it. So I hope you'll, you'll be able to join us at Swedesburg Fire Department. That's on Jefferson Street in Swedesburg. And to everyone, happy holidays. Um, I was at the tree lighting the other day uh, at our Christmas uh, celebration, our holiday festival and so many people were there. It was really wonderful. Um, we did light the tree. Santa came on the fire truck at noon, as, as predicted, and um, a great time was had by all. So I will repeat what I said then. Happy New Year to everybody, but prior to that, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a little bit belatedly perhaps, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy Holiday, whatever holiday it is you might be celebrating. So thank you, and be safe. Get vaccinated. <laughs> thank you. Ms. Grosjean. Um, I have a few items uh, to make announcements about. Uh, the first one I'd like to mention is I want to give a shout out to Jenny Ryan Giswhite. She um, turned in her resignation to the Shade Tree Commission. However, she was still be actively involved in the Shade Tree Commission. So um, we've lost her as a voting member, but we haven't lost her as a participating member. Um, state mandate limits us to five members to the Shade Tree Commission, and uh, Shade Tree Commission is a very, very busy board. And um, they had wanted to increase the capacity, but we weren't able to, as I, as I mentioned, uh, state mandate limits us to just five members. So Jenny will still be working with us, uh, so there's now an opening on Shade Tree Commission. Uh, we have some people that are interested. One is an arborist, and we uh, go through the interview process with him, and hopefully he'll become a part of uh, the Shade Tree Commission. But I did want to at least acknowledge Jenny uh, for all the work that she has done and will be continuing to do with uh, the Shade Tree Commission. Uh, the next thing I want to mention is the annual holiday light display contest is, um, is in effect right now. The deadline to enter this contest will be Monday, December 13th, this coming Monday. Um, there'll be six different categories for winners. The judging will take place uh, between December 14th and 16th, so there'll be a crew that'll be coming around judging the properties. For the um, winners, they'll be notified on December 20th, and um, all the winners will receive a yard sign that they could proudly display to let everyone know that they have been selected as one of the winners of this um, display contest. So you can go to our township website, self-nominate, um, and uh, let, us, uh, let us acknowledge you for all the hard work that you put in for the holidays decorating your property. So there will be six winners, and be a part of that if you can. I also wanted to mention various ways to um, give back in our community for the holidays for this season. Uh, there, there are a few opportunities that are happening in the township building. The um, Upper Marion Police Department is doing toys for our township. They're collecting 
a new and unwrapped presence for um, children in our community. So it'll go, it'll directly benefit uh, children in Upper Marion. They'll be collecting gifts through December 17th and the collection site is in the upper level of our township building and it's near the dispatch office um, for the police department. Another uh, item of collection that we're doing is for the community cupboard and that's also in the um, upper level of the township building. So you can bring items here if you like, if it's more convenient for you to drop off here or you can drop off at uh, the Presbyterian Church uh, at their location if, if you prefer. Another one that will be starting up this coming Monday, it's, uh, it'll be a new initiative with the township. Uh, local resident Gina McKiernan has, um, has put together uh, two different initiatives. One is cards for our vets and the other one is wishes for our warriors. This collection will run through December 22nd and will also be in the upper level of the township building, but this one begins on Monday. For the cards for our vets, this is a holiday card that you can write a little special message, let our vets know that they're not forgotten and they're very appreciated. And uh, th th they greatly appreciate getting these cards from um, just people that want to remember them. And the other one that Jeannie has put together is Wishes for Our Warriors. And this is an item collection. This is toiletries, this is warm clothing, hats, gloves, scarves, mittens, and then personal items, personal toiletries that she's collecting. Most of the items go to the, um, the Veteran Hospital in uh, Coatesville. Um, so if uh, you're feeling generous and you wanna give back to the community this year, these are uh, various ways that you can contribute. Uh, the last item I wanna mention is the Farmer's Market Winter Market will begin this Saturday, and that's held here at the Township Building in the lower level and in the, in the back of the parking lot. Um, probably a half a dozen vendors, so it's definitely scaled down from a regular season, but that will begin this Saturday. And the last thing, I want to wish everyone happy holidays, safe travels if you'll be visiting family or friends out of the community, and we won't be back until after the beginning of the year, so happy New Year's to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Kay? Yeah. Um, I apologize. I have one more thing to announce because Santa's elves have, are texting me uh, with the information that uh, in Swedesburg and King Manor area on December 18th, starting at noon, Santa's sleigh will be arriving, um, and it'll begin, he'll begin on Ross Road and continue throughout the Upper End and Belmont Terrace and the rest of that area. So be on the lookout for sleighs with Santa and his elves on December 18th, starting at noon. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Kenny. I have a couple of quick items. Uh, first, uh, another resignation we had tonight was from Sharon Davis. Thank you, Sharon, for your time spent uh, serving on an advisory board. Uh, always a very good participant in the meetings. Uh, you'll be missed, but we understand uh, uh, your resignation. Second item, we were told late today that West Church Road is now open. The sinkhole has finally been repaired. PennDOT figured how to do it, and uh, everything is moving smoothly there. Not the other end of the Yeah, now they have more. They, have, they need to get to work on the other end of the township. Uh, also, uh, Mrs. Kenny mentioned Holiday Village. We had 45 vendors, I think it was, or booths, ranging from a couple of food trucks to some music and, and so on and so forth. A special thank you to all of those vendors who participated in that. It was a fun day. After, unfortunately, I had to leave after delivering Santa, but it was a, a great day. And I too would like to wish everyone happy holidays and please be safe 
during the holiday period. And I will have one item uh, just before we close. But I want to make sure that the public has opportunity. So does any comment, any comment tonight from the public? And state your name, please, and your address. Ken Brown, Croton Road. I have some notes in there which are going to sort of summarize what I'm saying, and I'll probably say a little bit more. I'm here to talk about stormwater, engineers, common sense, and a cumulative myopia. Uh, I know you guys have a hard job, uh, and uh, it's very difficult, and you have to weigh a lot of experts' opinions on things and make a decision on that based on whatever evidence is brought to you. The difficulty of the job is to fight myopia as the details grow and the minutia is paid attention to where the larger picture may start to disappear from, from uh, what's going on in the surrounding areas. Uh, sometimes these narrow choices are specified uh, by some zoning things that would cause a, a placement of a building not to be uh, something that could be done and things like that. Um, I'm, kind of proposing something you might think about, uh, which is gonna go beyond that sort of zoning. Those are man-made restrictions, and they're, they're typical when you're planning a community. In this age, uh, we're of an unexpected weather phenomenon after the record storms that we've had over the last oh, five years or six years even. The zoning thoughts uh, may have to be expanded to cover restrictions of nature and terrain. Uh, in, as, uh, in this age of massive data collection, it would be very good if we had sensors out looking at real storm flows over the community's backyards, and as it happens, we do. We have many sensors, and they do come here periodically to testify about real-life observance, and people are keenly aware of what is happening in their own backyards. Now, sometimes these decisions that are made in regard to what's going on in the community, especially with the stormwater things, are uh, given away by the township's power to DER. It's DER's responsibility, and we'll let them handle it. Or it's PennDOT's responsibility, and we'll let them handle it. Well, I've got to talk about the headwaters of Crow Creek. Uh, tonight, you are, you're, you're talking about a wonderful uh, thing that's happening down at the bottom of Crow Creek. The headwaters of Crow Creek have been badly damaged by bad decisions and, and people that have put in things that, quite frankly, were inappropriate at the time and ill-conceived. And then DER has come in and uh, made some mandates, and people have washed their hands. I know none of the board here was here when uh, the Martins Dam project turned into such a fiasco. Uh, I don't know if any, anybody remembers Springbrook coming in, and then, of course, the Gambone development at the top of the hill, the woods, which is always funny when they tear down the woods and then put up houses. Um, 
I can start, start at the top of the, the, the hill there, the, the real headwaters, although there's a fork up there. The Gambone development uh, started way before anybody was paying attention to it. Uh, Gambone made a decision on that property. They made a deal. They got free fill from the Blue Route, and they completely changed the topography there. That effectively moved the, uh, the slope further out so that the, the drop of the water coming in from that uh, thing in any kind of a storm effectively came off of the edge of Tredifferent Township and dropped right into several people's backyards who have been up here and talked to you about that situation. Stormwater basins there are woefully in inadequate. We're never big enough to do anything. There's no chance of impoundment there. Um, I'm not really sure what could be done about that at this time, but shoring up the stream just will enhance the speed of the water, which is not really what we want. When you get down to Springbrook, and I know that a gentleman was here from Springbrook just, just a couple of weeks ago or whatever, um, he was talking about the, uh, the, what had happened there with the pipe and the, the lake that he enjoyed and all of that. Now, when Bob Narrigan developed that, um, he did some things up there. First of all, he blasted, which screwed up some of the, uh, the uh, uh, springs in the area. But he always wanted to have a, a pond there. And DER said, no, you can't have a pond there. And he had to get rid of a couple of dams that were creating that swim club that was there before. Well, he, he had to have some stormwater retention but what he decided to do was build a big earthen berm with a bunch of fill that he had dragged off the hill, and he put a large corrugated pipe in with no collars or anything. Nobody observed this for some reason, and it took a few years. He put boards in front of it to create a pond that he wanted. No one made any comments about it. Water started to seep around that pipe, and that all started to go downstream. It, for a short while, was a little bit of a retention pond. Uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the business that had happened uh, with Martin's Dam uh, got compounded by what had happened up there. DER came in and made a, a determination about the dam having an inadequate spillway. And uh, truth be told, it certainly did. At that time, I spoke to the current board, not the current board, sorry, the current of that time, um, about the, uh, the fact that that's really a, a, a township sort of a, a, a flood control situation there. The a little bit of history about Martin's Dam. It was built in 1718 by William George. He had a mill there and it had a valve and you could open and close it and he'd run his, uh, his water for the mill, he'd run the, the pond down and at night he'd close up the valve and let the, the water rise again. 1786, citizens of Upper Marion petitioned to have a road put across that dam. That wasn't William George's thought, but that was the citizens of Upper Marion in 1786. So, the township has a little bit of responsibility there, but when it came to suggesting that there was anything to do with the township when that uh, folly of a, a thing was stuck in there, uh, everybody said, no, I'm sorry, that's DER. I went to the state and talked to them, 
and they all said it's DER. I spoke to a gentleman up there that uh, I, you know, I'm glad he had his degree and I'm glad he went to school, but there comes a time when common sense just tells you that, that a guy has no idea what the heck he's talking about. His numbers worked for him, but that was about the end of it. So when it was all shoved off to the state, the only thing that happened was that project got pushed back to the club. The club has a board that's out of the township. They don't know anything about Bob Narrigan's problems up there. Uh, and they're forced into a situation to put in this structure. I just recently looked over the original uh, architect, uh, the engineer's plans for that uh, spillway. His outlet structure was supposed to be 45 feet wide, his original design, because he's thinking of the power of this water that's coming down. Well, the club didn't have money to do it 45 feet wide. So they, they figured out, and his numbers worked for it great, uh, how to do it in 15 feet. So that's what we have there is a 15-foot spillway. Part of the problem I see with stormwater management is that what we do is we take a big piece of land and we say, okay, it's got this amount of runoff, and you have to have your runoff be at or less than what it is before you've developed it, and then you're okay to let it out, and that's the amount you let out. Well, just consider if I, if I had a garden hose here and I'm kind of spreading it on the ground here, it's just gonna go out and that's, that's great. Well, what if I take that aperture of the garden hose and I turn it into a pressure washer? Then I'm gonna spray the carpet right off the floor. And that's what's happened to my backyard. And this is the emergency that's come up. I warned the township years ago about the erosion that was gonna happen. I warned them that the structure was inadequate. This is an I told you so, but I really think you need to, to reconsider a lot of these things. Uh, and something now has to be done. Bob Narrigan's thing screwed up the dam so badly because all of that fill that he put in there and that pipe that, that dragged all the crap out around it and all that stuff came down, that's all in Martin's dam. Martin's Dam used to have uh, several acre feet of capacity of stormwater control. Ben Napier, when he was a manager there, we knew when the storms were coming and he could come out and lower the water. He could give us more uh, capacity. It was a wonderful thing. It had been happening that way for almost 300 years. Now it's 302 years and we've sort of last uh, the last decades, uh, we've, we've lost all of that control. There are valves in the dam, they're inoperable because Bob Narrigan's uh, craziness brought all that silt in, the water is not very deep, and there's no way you can drain that dam. Now, when you get up to Narrigan's property, he, uh, he was ordered to get rid of that pipe. Well, now he doesn't have any stormwater retention. It just flows right through. So, so we, we've sort of given up on that because uh, DER says you can't have that pipe there. That wasn't allowed to be there. But now we've, we've given up any kind of control up there. And then to go back up to Gambone, that one's so screwed up, you know, that's a very difficult problem. But all of this water comes down and ends up 
right, well, actually a lot of it, I guess, and a lot of the, the silt and the other stuff comes up and ends up underneath the uh, parking garage there at the mall. It, it ends up in that big uh, uh, holding thing that's all part of the uh, PennDOT uh, stuff. Crow Creek goes in and kind of disappears around all that area and everything's underground. Of course, that's the way a, a totally urban environment is. You don't have any of the streams or anything and you've got to build a lot of infrastructure to deal with that. So what you're looking at in the future, if, if you look at any of the valleys that we have and any creeks that we have, you have to consider uh, maybe some special zoning things that have to do with the watershed and how you're, how you're dealing with that watershed. Because what you do at the, anytime you're, you're gonna do stormwater management on a property and concentrate it into something, you're gonna end up with a stream bed. Anytime you have a stream bed in a, in a strong storm, you're gonna have erosion. So what I'm saying, uh, you know, if you'd take all of that, and Mike, I told you so, the unfortunate eventual end is on the last page of what I just gave you. There is a, uh, sanitary sewer pipe on my property now because the stream has changed location. They put in riprap first that were about number four. You may remember Bill last night, I was talking about number four riprap. They put in number four, then they put in a larger size when the number four blew away. And then they put in a larger size after that. The last size of riprap, I don't know what that number is, but I'm told it's almost the biggest. It's not the biggest though. And there's pictures of that. I have pictures from today. Um, those rocks are you know, about yay tall and they're massive. It blew out all of those, um, gosh, probably after the, uh, after the 2018 storm. And I do have pictures of the 2018 storm in there. And I had the, the sewer people come out and take a look because I knew that the sewer line goes under that stream right below this outlet. I knew that it was encased in cement, but I worried about that cement. That cement was getting exposed then. Uh, we walked the property, the sewer guys said, yeah, okay, but it's okay, it's in there. And what they did was they sent uh, somebody over with a little uh, shovel thing to, uh, to fix up the stream bed. And that was pretty good for a little while. The only problem was that the western edge of the outlet structure uh, blew away. Those giant rocks that they said would never move are down behind my barn. I had a water wheel there for, for years. That went down four or five properties down and uh, you know, got all tangled up and stuff. But when it blew out that western side, it created a whole new stream. And that whole new stream, there's no, uh, cement encasement for the sanitary sewer line. So the sanitary sewer line is exposed. And you'll see the, the picture there, it's exposed, it's cracked. And we have seen some uh, soap scum on the uh, water down there. I would have picked it up earlier, but it's like the stream bed has moved and it's sort of like out of my sight. I get around to the other side and lo and behold, the common sense that was brought here many, many years ago was not really paid attention to because that was the DER's problem. It was the club's problem. Mr. Brown, you're not an engineer. You don't understand this stuff. Well, I've lived there now for 38 years. I think I pretty much understand what's happening in my backyard, what was happening in my backyard, and now I've got a real problem.
The, the bucolic pictures earlier show you a little bit of what, the, what it was. I mean, there is actually the earliest photo I ever saw of the uh, downside of that thing, um, where there's a little boy there with a white collar on sitting under there. Uh, there's another picture that was the way the dam had been flowing with PennDOT's uh, approval, and PennDOT had no problem at all with that dam overtopping. I know a lot of people did. They thought it was all gonna blow away. It's a stone dam. So it's a buttressed stone dam that had been meant to overtop, it had been built that way. So DER got in the way, the township backed out, and now I've got sewer leaking out of my backyard, and everybody downstream has got sewer running in their open creek. So your thoughts would be appreciated. Find out about the sewer. Absolutely. Um, and have somebody go out there right away and yeah. take a look at that. Is that sewer line cracked or broken? It's or cracked. Has the it, hole. Has, There's a picture of it in the back. I see it. No, I see it. Yeah. But uh, this is the first time I'm seeing it. Yeah. Have we seen this before? Are we aware of this? It, have, you, have you? No, it wasn't this way. This no, is no, but this picture that you showed us here, have you shown that or have you reported that to either the sewer I just took that photo people? today. That's why oh, you have okay. a hastily prepared thing. That's okay. why I'm here. Okay. That didn't happen like three months ago. You know, I'm not sure exactly okay. when it happened. I sincerely doubt it happened as long ago as three months, but we okay. have had a couple of storms since. Yep. The fill over there is much softer than you would believe. Okay. So it's a relatively new Oh yeah. occurrence. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. So that, that's number one. We'll get somebody out there right away. Yeah, to take I hope so. that, okay? um, Before we get into this, though, thank you for your service on the Planning Commission oh. and for your always thoughtful and, and critique-oriented uh, <laughs> comments that you make. You, uh, I, I enjoy having you on the Planning Commission. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm not buttering you up, Ken. Okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, what I do want to make, though, are a couple of points. What you bring up as far as the zoning concepts and not looking at this. The 2020 comprehensive plan was pretty much silent on stormwater. When we drafted the 2040 comprehensive plan and we got that back, guess what? It was silent again on stormwater hmm. for the most part. Uh, one of the things that was hoped for out of that 2040 plan was that we would identify potential zoning change issues that would help for the, in this process, or at least help identify that it is a problem and documented a problem. But I think as my fellow board members will recall, after the last discussion we had about this, I went back and looked, and the 2040 plan is completely silent on the stormwater issues that you have yeah. up there. So I don't know where that broke down, but I think it's illustrative of the fact that people weren't looking at it in the past. And now with the stormwater study that was completed, it's, it's on our radar uh, as probably the most significant challenge that we have. So the Stormwater Authority, I'm not gonna speak for you, but I am. The Stormwater Authority has <laughs> this as a priority. And I'm gonna turn this over to Mrs. Kenny so she can give you some additional details about that. But I would concur with you that there are zoning changes that need to be modified. There are 
and we just made a couple of zoning changes with regard to density on certain size properties that we can't do any longer because it just adversely affects the stormwater management. And the yeah. last thing about it is there is a significant amount of water that comes from two different townships, which yeah. we have absolutely no control over, which we're trying to broker a meeting so we can get with their leadership to talk about what are the options that we have. Mr. Chair. Just to add on that point before Mrs. Kennedy talks about the stormwater management, we've already had begun discussions with our engineer about um, changes, significant changes to the zoning, significant changes to the saldo for two reasons. One is we are now ha seeing developments that are just not working, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen it. Most of us have been on the board for some time now to really get a hold of some of these issues. Um, so we want to start making those significant changes to change our saldo so we never have a developer come back in yet, but this is by right, right? Yeah. We've met all the criteria except for the fact that it's not really meeting our residents' needs. So we're, we are taking that to heart and, and trying to make some changes. Thank you for your comments. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the, when I talk about engineers in here, I, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm in a family of engineers. I'm like the only one that isn't an engineer. You, you know, it's okay. I'm an architect. It's, it's quite, you want to bash engineers, go ahead, go at it. <laughs> well, what, what I'll say is, I mean, just like you might have an architect do, you, you want to design something that's going to fit into your budget. Sure. You want to find something that's going to have the numbers that support the floors. And I think it, it's totally illustrative of what uh, the, uh, uh, the engineer that originally worked for Martin's Dam did. He came up with something thinking about the power and he had a 45 foot wide uh, exit for uh, the 100 year storm. And that would have been nice because you spread that power out, but when the budget got constrained, can you build it in this box? Can we put this box here? Do we have to do this? Can, we don't want to go into the neighbor's yard with our apron. Well, uh, you know, they're, they're, into their, they're into the neighbor's yard with the apron by now. I'm, I've got more rocks than I know what to do with. So I'm just, you know, when an engineer comes up and their numbers work, it might not work in the real world but, the same but, way you're thinking. But, and that, that's kind of our point. And we yeah. see that not, not just with... Um, this type of engineering, but also our traffic engineers and, and mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, there's only, and we saw it tonight in, in the workshop, um, you know, where they're, the developers proposing a, a teardown of an existing building, a redevelopment with 36 overhead doors. Well, they only have five today. Well, our traffic engineer says, well, you can't tell me if you're going to put 36 overhead, and overhead doors in a trucking facility which it isn't today, that we're not going to have more problems. And, and I think the numbers, you are correct. There needs to be some sort of gut check, yeah. some common sense to these numbers. Talk so. to the neighbors. They probably know what's going on in their sure. yard. So, Mr. Kenny. Uh, thank you, Mr. Brown, for being here. And, and also for your service on the Planning Commission. Um, and I don't know where to start. Um, as you know, Mr. it was Mr. Fredericks who came before us here uh, from Springbrook, and um, he's awaiting an answer from me right now. Uh, this week mm -hmm. he emailed me again. He has presented um, a, a quite lengthy presentation to the Sewer and Stormwater Authority about two months ago. Um, 
I'm the liaison to the Sewer and Stormwater Authority. We've been diligently working on um, getting moving forward to have a stormwater fee next year in order to be able to proceed with the recommendations that are in the stormwater study. Those recommend, recommended projects that are in there are not set in stone. They don't have to, if we find that there's another project that we need to do that is in addition to or expands on something that's in that study, and I'm referring specifically to the, the things that you're pointing out, to the uh, recommendations that Mr. Fredericks has asked for. Um, we will see in conjunction, I'm not an engineer, uh, I go to our engineer specialist. Uh, we have um, our public works uh, manager, department head, who is um, has an engineering background as well. Um, so we go to the specialists and say, what do you, you know, we have to look at the big picture. We don't want to be in a position of fixing one problem here and creating, as you said, if yeah. you if you shore up a stream and make make the water go faster, it's going to create more of a problem downstream. We have to look at the entire picture, and and see what can we do to slow the sl the flow of the water. That's the biggest thing. And detention basins are, I'm sure, part of the answer. Um, I just I'm at a disadvantage in in listening to you tonight only because, and I'm not a criticism, but I'm very visual. I have to see, I know where my, Martin's Dam is. I know where your house is. Um, but I don't know exactly, you know, where that dam was and where those things were that you're, you're explaining to us. I'd like to see it. I go, mm -hmm. I've been to Springbrook several times to look, to see the damage, to see where the water's coming from. Um, so much of the problem, too, is that so much of our areas are on hills, and yep. water comes down the roads, and then that's a PennDOT problem. Water comes mm -hmm. down our streams, and it originates, Crow Creek, at least, originates in Tredifferin Township. Um, Mr. Hamaday has reached out to Tredifferin to discuss with them what can be done together because we also have other areas in the township where some Upper Marion streams impact Tredifferin residents. So we have common interests to try to work on these things. Um, other people have been here who are also along Crow Creek at a different place where you, yeah, than where you I'm are. Sure. Uh, we know that that causes 60% of the flooding in the township, and that is definitely a primary focus for us. Um, earlier this week, uh, I had a meeting with our engineer, uh, Ms. Galubriel, and we specifically discussed stormwater. And I said that as of uh, next year, one of our primary focuses is on stormwater and what can we do in terms of zoning and in terms of um, not just, zoning would only help in future buildings, yeah. in future developments. We're kind of stuck with the woods at Wayne. We're stuck with Stone Creek. We're stuck with the things that were done 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And the trick now is to find out how we can improve whatever we can around those places. We also need to get cooperation from places like the Woods at Wayne that has a homeowners association to find out exactly what they need to do on their end to um, to keep up the swale that's there, that is part of the problem. Um, 
So, and yesterday I was out in Columbia, Pennsylvania at a stormwater conference um, with two members of our sewer authority, our sewer and stormwater authority. Uh, we are spending a lot of time, and I know to people who have these problems, it's not fast enough, and I understand that. I, I agree with that, and I understand that. Um, but know that this is in the forefront of our planning, and um, I, I'd love to have another discussion with you and you know, meet with you and walk that area yeah. um, and to see for myself and perhaps with our engineer if we could arrange that to, to get an on-the-ground um, sighting of that, the same way we've done with, um, with Stone Brook. And I've also been to the other two houses, Mr. Schofield and Mr. Grant. I've been at those houses. Um, Mrs. Garzillo was there look, with me looking at the situation of those houses along Crow Creek. Um, they're not they're not easy problems. They've like you said, they've developed over the years. They've developed over the last fifty or a hundred years. They were in well, better shape back then, but you know, two hundred, three hundred years ago we did also didn't have any of the development that we have today, which mainly started in the fifties, nineteen fifties here. I understand so, that. Um, I I I'd yeah. like to speak to you afterwards. We can um, set up a time that we could meet and um, and, and see what see what the situation is on the ground and see what yeah. kind of plan we can come up with going forward. I, I think the biggest change for us has been since they put that structure into Martin's Dam that uh, we lost all capacity because the opening of the structure for the overflow is the size for a 100-year storm. Mm -hmm. They had impoundment before. We... This is where I'd, I had wished that the township would have stepped in at that time to DER and say, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you're, you're having them put this thing in. Of course, DER just said, they just want the numbers to work. They didn't care. Um, mm -hmm. There should have been the same impoundment that was there beforehand. I mean, riparian rights in real estate means if you've got a stream in your yard and you don't like it there and you want to move it over here and you're going to run through the guy's garage, I mean, you're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Basically, they moved in to you know, blow out my backyard, um, and I didn't get any help from the township then. But no, I hear you. I know the problems, and I'd love to talk to you about the history of what's going on there. I think you know, just because I'm liaison to the Historical Commission, I gotta tell you, if you knew the history of what's going on, stupid stuff wouldn't happen. Narragan would never have blasted that hillside. He would have probably put in three beautiful houses on that property, but when he put a shovel in, he went, it's all stone. Well, guess what? It used to be a quarry. So, oh. okay. now I'm just, when you said that the spillway was 45 feet originally at the club, and that, that was a they reduced it to a 15-foot spillway, that's, yeah. of course, going to increase the, the velocity of the water going yep. through. It has an impoundment basin, and uh, mm -hmm. the and, and it's supposed to stop that uh, thing. is supposed to stop the turbulence and all that. The problem with it is. I had explained to me by someone who designs dams uh, all across the state, the, uh, they didn't drop it deep enough. And I suppose that was a, uh, a financial hardship too, because I talked to them about the, you know, how far would you have to go down? How deep would that hole have to be? Mm -hmm. Should there be wings on it? Well, yeah, it should have had wings. It should have been way deeper and lots of things, but budget, okay. you know, so. Anyway, I just, I'm glad you heard me vent. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for coming, and I'm sorry you have to come well, for this reason. Me too, but I but hope to get you. some people over there. And come. Well, you can expect 
Yeah. You can expect a visit uh, from somebody from Public yeah. Works. Already done, so you'll, you'll get them out there. Good. We're we'll usually take look, around. Take a look at that tonight? to start. Uh, Mrs. Kenny will get with you and plan some kind of a site visit or whatever. But I, for what it's worth, rest assured, you're on a radar. Uh, and and yeah. we know that's our problem area. All right, cool. Thanks. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry to Thank keep you, you late. Hey, Mr. Mr. Chair, I have one more thing. And I, I feel uh, really remiss as a Navy commander retired that I did not wish everybody a good Army-Navy Day game. Uh, and go Navy, beat Army. Okay. <laughs> that is tomorrow. I thought it was last week. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I would like to close tonight with, with just a couple of final comments. Um, each year we try to give the community some sense of where Upper Marion appears to be headed. And as the year started, we, were we stated that we were positioned to be able to build back better. Well, here's a little bit of an update on what's happened during the past year. We survived the first and second waves of COVID, only to find us in a third wave of COVID with Omicron on our step as the fourth wave. We have the greatest concern for the public safety of our people. And the second concern is, of course, our economic health. Over 30 residents have unfortunately passed away as a result of the pandemic, and literally hundreds have suffered from the virus, many of those hundreds actually ending up hospitalized. While many of us were able to stay in our homes and still work and still survive and have little contact with the general community, a significant percentage did not. And more importantly, many businesses in our community, retail and commercial sector, could not. That directly adversely affected our township revenues in 2020 and 2021 and continues to affect us into 2022. Our business privilege taxes, our code inspection fees, our local services taxes are reduced significantly in 2020 and 2021, a direct result of the months long shutdown. And we're not projected to be back to the norm for another year. In addition, without the ability to host park and rec programs, the income stream and staffing were significantly affected. We attempted as much as possible to keep our services consistent to the community despite these dramatic reductions in income, which are even greater than the economic downturn of 2008 and 2009. So now to some good news. While our inspection fees are down, businesses and residents continue to want to invest and build in Upper Marion. Without this growth, taxes would increase significantly. Growth is a double-edged sword, but considering our fixed and variable costs organically grow about 3% per year, we either increase the top line through community growth or we increase taxes. We're looking forward to more activities and events in 2022, and hopefully our park and rec activities will be back to normal, and we're looking to purchase some more open space. And while this is basically operated on service to community and a break-even approach, we believe that these programs, the fireworks, community day, concerts, park maintenance, open space, and related activities are gradually coming back to normal. Our infrastructure, roads, bridges, leaf pickup, snow removal, 
stormwater management to continue to be worked on. Our road program is paid by liquid fuels taxes, which is less than has been in the past because people simply are not driving as much and we don't get as much revenue. Basic services are keeping pace with the needs, but bridge repair and stormwater issues are presenting challenges that must be addressed and can't be delayed any longer. Our budget that we adopted tonight reflects that need and the funding of related items. Our Stormwater Authority now has completed its various studies and planning and is now ready to take action to start resolving their challenges in 2022. But folks, we don't fix 50 years of old ways of handling stormwater overnight. It's going to be a multi-year prioritized process. Despite everything that I've mentioned, your township officials, your department heads, and the staff have been resilient and moved forward with great fortitude during these most challenging times. So while a series of COVID-related impacts have adversely affected us and will continue to affect us for at least one more year, the planning, funding, and related actions to take have been worked on over the last two years, and our 2022 goals and objectives of our department heads that we reported on this summer are worked into the budget process to indeed have Upper Marion build back better, but it will take a little time. With that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. Happy holidays. Good night. Motion to adjourn. Second. We have a motion to check. All in favor? Aye. 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 Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Bye.